When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. It's time for Seminole Headlines featuring Warchant.com's Jeff Cameron, Managing Editor Ira Chauffel, and Senior Writer Corey Clark. Your weekly dose of all things FSU, Pistols and Pies starts right now. Here's Jeff Cameron. The Seminole Headlines begins right now. 93.3 FM Real Talk Radio and Warchant TV. Hello, good to be with you. As always, good to be back with you, I should say, and as always, uh, our number one sponsored by our good friends at Register Sausage. Yay, sausage! Mm, that was throaty. That, that was came, big. I got into that. That one. came with us. Oh, yeah. That's good yeah, to hear. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Reg- Register Sausage is a proud sponsor of Seminole Headlines. We're looking forward to continuing that relationship going forward as we take over our new uh, endeavor here with Warchant mm. TV and also 93.3. Yep. Uh, Registermeats.com is the website. If you want that sweet andouille. That, oh, that Corey, sweet, sweet andouille. Uh, it's as good as it gets, folks. It's it's the best It's the best sausage I've ever had. Andouille or andouille? I say andouille. 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 <laughs> That's a tough one. Do you do we? Andouille. 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 You say andouille? I say end week. <laughs> if you don't want to do that battle, yeah. you can have the uh, the uh, cheddar and jalapeno. That was like a rap battle. That was like a six from eight mile. Yeah. I also run around just yelling Baton Rouge because mm. I like to do Registermeats.com is the website. If you live in North Florida, if you're blessed to live in North Florida or Central Florida, up in the Georgia and Alabama, you can go get it at your local grocery store. If they don't have it, call and complain. Mm. But if you want, if you live out of the area, Registermeats.com is the website, and they will take care of you. I'll double down. Yay, sausage! Mm. Two mm-hmm. for that ass. Mm. <laughs> Welcome in. Good to be with you. Remember, headliners, subscribe to Warchant TV today. Hit the thumbs up below this video so we can pop up on the feeds for all those that don't know about this incredible program. And there's not many of those people out uh, left, I are know, there? I know. So get in here, boys and girls, and enjoy the show. i got to tell you that, uh, all right, this is the first one we've done in this studio together. We're still working out the bugs. So if you're watching right now on, on Warchant TV, I think we're going to set up the camera angles different in due time. I don't know. I like this. Corey like, I'm just kind of Look at yeah. me. Look at me, everyone. Mm-hmm. I, you're back. I got my back to you. I don't have to look at you anymore. <laughs> so also, if you're new to this on uh, 93.3 Real Talk Radio, uh, that would be Ira and Corey with Warchant. I, too, am with Warchant. We have done this show for, what is it now, guys? 11 years, buddy. 11 years. Almost to the day we started. 11 years. And uh, not only are we uh, dear friends, but uh, <clears throat> the show kind of works because of that. Oh, you want to hold hands? Today? No. Just... I'll guide you through. Uh, but uh, we're also uh, guys that like to have fun. And it makes it possible now that we're on uh, Warchant TV... Uh, to to take questions uh, there on the uh, on the YouTube feed, so we'll do some of that as well. Uh, you old school folks are like, wait a minute, what's going to happen with the Facebook and the Twitter? I've got them right here. Don't I worry, came prepared. don't worry. We've got them. Ira, your beloved Twitter questions will get. Asked. They, they didn't come real strong this week. I think they were just shocked by the graphic that Tom Lang came up with with the, the headlines graphic, which was really cool. First time we've had a graphic in eleven years. Mm-hmm. First time today we had our first production meeting. <laughs> Crazy. So, so the Twitter users were a little bit thrown off guard, so we're going to be heavy on Facebook and heavy on the chat, but Twitter will come back next week. By the way, you should note that um, not only that with the graphic, but there are inside jokes for the yes. old school folks on there, including uh, a running commentary from a man named Jerry, who <laughs> no doubt is African-American, yes. if you've listened to this show for a very long of course, time. Of course. We, we celebrate that. If you're new to the show, you're like, why would he identify <laughs> Jerry that way? So don't worry. Hang in there. It's uh, don't, You don't have to be nervous. All right, so... Hey, welcome in. It's good to be with you guys. I, I got to christen the uh, the studio yesterday here, 
I like this setup. It's good that we're going to be able to interact this way closer than ever before. Mm. I know it makes you nervous. It's, it's pretty close. We're yeah. going to be all right. Uh, we, we cannot curse. Mm. If you're listening to this program and one of us does, you're going to have to ignore that. Please don't Do call the FCC. Do not report us yeah. to the FCC. You don't need to. <laughs> we're, what, what, are you going to be, a nart? It's not going to happen, man. Friends. We're pros. We're pros here. The uh, I do like Corey and I kind of being across from each other because mm-hmm. we used to be next side by side, right, next to each which other. didn't really make sense because usually we don't agree on anything. That is true. So right. This works out pretty good. So it's like point counterpoint. Maybe yeah. we'll just come up with some uh, some stuff to debate. A little bit later in the show here, early on, we do have an announcement to make. Maybe some of you have already seen it on Warchant.com, but um, we'll be welcoming in Devonte Love Taylor later in the show. We're actually going to bring a player on. I'll tell you why in just a bit, but we should get to the. Uh, the talk of the day, and, and, and we did a lot of this uh, over the weekend, obviously, and all three of us were out there at practice. Uh, we did a stand-up from over there on Sunday, and then I did the show yesterday. I know you guys have written articles about it as well on Warchant.com. But and, we we should, had, and we have the roundtable uh, that's right, Sunday night. Sunday night, we did. We have the roundtable Sunday night. You can find all that on Warchant TV as well. Uh, but we should, as a group here, as Seminole Headlines, we should acknowledge, obviously, the passing of uh, Bobby Bowden, uh, and the announcements have been made. So uh, anybody that wants... I. I it's going to be packed. I can't imagine that's going to be easy to get into uh, this weekend. Also, the the viewing, um, him lying in repose at, at the Moore Athletic Center on Friday. I mean, I can't even imagine you'd have to park in like Quincy. I was thinking I mean, the same I thing. I mean, yeah, yeah, it, that's going to be a lot of traffic. I I don't. I've never heard the term repose. Apparently, I, I looked it up according to my quick Google search. It's um, you lie in state if you're like in a Capitol building or a government building. Oh, okay, but if it's like at a place of work or something like that, it, it's lying in repose. Okay. But uh, I did not know that before about 72 hours. Okay, ago. good. I, I felt really dumb when <laughs> they're talking about lying in repose, and I'm like, what does that mean? Well, the willingness to both of you to admit, admit open, it. Yeah. you no, had no, no idea. idea what I'm that confident. was. I'm confident. I'm, I'm secure in yeah. my intellect. Yeah. You yeah. know, I was watching uh, last night, uh, the, I've talked about it a few times, but that, that Finding a Way documentary yeah. the, from 1985, it's, it's just, it's, I mean, I, he's like 55, so it's not like he's 20. But what's funny is at the end of at the very end after they've gone nine and three, I think they beat Oklahoma State in the Gator Bowl. He's talking about you know, it's I think Florida State could really take off here, you know. And I hope I'm here to see it. You know, I'm getting old. I don't know how long, how much longer I'm going to coach. <laughs> Literally, he said that in 1985. Yeah. He's like, I don't know how much longer I'm going to coach. But it's really cool. He didn't say really cool, but the that's the sentiment. It's really cool that I got to be here on the ground floor, and I know Florida State's going to do big things whether I'm here or not. And then two years later, the dynasty started. I mean, so, that's crazy. You're just looking at such a great um, archive, archival document that people can go watch. You know, I think it's really cool, too. And we did talk about this some um, and kind of vetting his career and the successes, obviously, on and off the field. But one of the things we did talk about, and I heard this nationally, too, it seemed to be a sentiment universally believed to be true, which is that you're just never going to see another Bobby Bowden, not just because of the uniqueness of the man, but the game has changed and the money in the game has changed and the way that the teams and the coaches and players are covered have changed dramatically. So the openness and and the way that you could be honest with reporters and have dialogue and conversations and not be guarded and allow people to get to know you, that has all changed. And I, I spent a lot of time yesterday talking about how I was sad, not obviously to not only obviously to see the man pass, but ninety-one years is a great run, and he had a great life, and that's to be celebrated. But but I think I'm sad because it was one more significant end to a bygone era, yeah. where characters of college football separated the sport from professional football, and most of them were on the sidelines, and they're all gone. There really isn't that many unique people, maybe because they're not allowed to be themselves anymore, that coach college football. Yeah, and it's it's been interesting to see the responses nationally versus locally. You know, nationally, it's all about what they did as a program, his folksiness, his comedy, uh, his personality, and and obviously the championships and all the great players he coached and all that. But locally, it's almost been exclusively the the one on one relationships and, and meetings people had with Bobby Bowden. You know, whether whether it was running into him at the golf course or or at a, at a laundromat, or well, he probably didn't went to. When the, when's the last he time he probably went? I mean, he might have gone to a laundromat. laundromat. <laughs> I, Morgantown, like <laughs> I, I mean, it was uh, eighty years ago. I don't. The washer broke. <laughs> he might have had him. Yeah, go to down, the laundromat. Down to the laundromat. People are still going to the laundromat in Morgantown. But, yeah, that's, absolutely. That's, I guarantee. Yeah, they don't happen. sell washers and dryers. The, there. Coin, the coin laundry. Yeah. Um, yeah, but you know, just the experiences people have with him. Austin just wrote something on our site today, and uh, who works with us at Warchan about you know he. He, you know, he was leading a group of golfers at a golf camp. This is like six years ago, six, seven years ago. And they ran into Coach Bowden on the golf course. It was the middle of summer, so it was probably a thousand degrees. No, no normal 
you know, person would not would be out there, but Coach Bowden's mm-hmm. out there by himself just chipping. And so they go up there and they talk to him, and he talks to him, Austin and all these kids from a camp for like an hour in the middle of August. But I mean, just yeah. that's the those are the things locally that people talk about. I saw Coach Bowden. Oh, and how, well, real quick, how many times do you think that's happened? Like, oh, you know, the course of his life, million, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. Yeah. he's still doing that at 84, 85. He was a member at Killarne Country Club. I'm a member there and have been for a number of years now because um, we live right by there. And I would see him oh, as recently as a year ago mm-hmm. on the putting green. Uh, he would just be out there yeah. putting. People would come up to him all yeah. the time. You know, he wasn't playing anymore, really. He would just he could only go putt. But he liked that solitude. He liked mm-hmm. that time. And I would watch him just putting in the work, putting, walk by, hey, coach. Hey, Jeff, or hey, buddy, mm-hmm. you know, and he would say that to every. Most people kind of gave him his space, understood he was there uh, for the solitude, but he, you know, it was it was good to see. He was always out there. It's amazing. You were talking about the personalities. Like, I think what, what I feel like in the last decade, we've kind of gravitated more towards Spurrier, like liking him. Uh, you I mean, might after, after he went to South Carolina. Yeah, sure. Well, funny quips and all that. Sure, started, making just, funny, started making fun of Dabo. And he makes and, fun yeah. of everyone. And it, it's he's just an old cantankerous man, but it's funny. It's humorous to us because he's not afraid to say. Um, anything that's in his mind, on his mind. The difference is he's kind of a brat. You know, he, yeah. he's a he's a personality. It's not, cool to have those in the game, but he's a brat. Bobby Bowden was Bobby Bowden was a nice person, and I think that's the difference. And that's why you know all these older coaches that will pass away. It's sad, but none of them are beloved or revered because they weren't the person that Bobby Bowden was. Could you imagine? You made this point on Wake Up War Chant the other day. Just we're just going to promote all of our different ventures. Mm, yeah. Um, that you know when when. Uh, Spurrier made the free shoes. You you con- comments that Bowden didn't really go back after him. Imagine if he had wanted to, like as clever as he is and as 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 witty as he is. Later in his career, a couple times he didn't make he didn't make take shots at, at coaches or schools, but a couple times like he let reporters know, hey man, like relax with that. Like I remember when when um, Georgia Tech, there was somebody asking him about the academics of Georgia Tech, and this is mid two thousand when O'Leary was there and they were having some success and. And uh, he he goes well. They still have that building construction management, don't they? A major, don't they? Like yeah. there's some there's a major there that you're right, not, right, right. They're yeah. not all engineers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But he kind of like slid that in there without. But if he wanted to be like Spurrier, could you imagine? He could have just knifed up people. Right? The only time that he did respond in that way to Spurrier was when he thought he crossed the line a couple of times, and he basically called him a crybaby. Mm. And and that was the end of it. And Spurrier acknowledged that recently, just as as recently as yesterday. Uh, and talking about Coach Bowden, it was funny. He he had a hard time. Uh, Spurrier did. I I he he did say some nice things, but he also had some quips it's still in there. Spurrier. I'm he, like still Steve, Steve man. Spurrier. Now's not the time, brother. Yeah. Dude just died. Yeah. Now's not the time. <laughs> he, he can't get past it. He can't. Well, and it's because he admitted uh, they beat us more than we beat them, and that's and, and he never won. Ron Zook he never won, won a game at Doak, and Steve Spurrier never did. Under different circumstances, admittedly, and that was part of the legacy, too, is the downward slide there at the end. And we had to kind of dance around that and talk a little bit about that yesterday as as well. But I'm I'm really glad that, obviously, what the man got us just do yesterday. Mm-hmm. I, nationally, I heard I, every single show I tuned into, uh, national or regional, it was really amazing. I mean, Dan Levitard's down in Miami, obviously, as a cane, talked for 14 minutes about Bobby Bowden and the uniqueness of Bobby Bowden and how special he was uh, and actually dared anybody – to try to find another coach, whether you like that team or not, that was appreciated as much as Bobby Bowden was for the man that he was. Probably Lane Kiffin is the only one. He's the <laughs> modern-day Bowden, right? Would right. you say Kiffin or Mike Leach? I mean, those are the two closest facsimiles. You know you know who you would have to go to? Uh, and you have to go to the professional ranks. You'd have to go all the way back, uh, I think, to Tom Landry. Mm. But even then, he wasn't funny. No, but he, he was, was a gentleman. But he was beloved. Yeah, and he there was beloved. Are, nobody but he had anything funny. bad to say about Tom. Yeah, the yeah. thing the thing about Bowden that's so just complex, and there's just so many layers to it, is you do have the humor, you do have the success, you do have the personality in terms of uh, making the genuineness, making people feel good, but then you also have the intensity that that we didn't always see, especially in the later years. But in that documentary, Corey's talking about, you do see it. You do see it. Yeah, and and it's funny though, man. Like you also see some flaws. I mean, that that is a chaotic sideline. <laughs> I mean, there you you sometimes you're wondering like, do they know who's in the game? Do they? I mean, there's no perfect coach, and that is the point. It, it's good that that documentary was made because you see all the greatness and all the things that allowed for him to win and connect to people, and you also see the things that come back to haunt him a few times in his career. Clock management, I mean, clock management, the kind of chaos you're talking about yeah. on the sidelines could have helped him against Miami a few times if they weren't that chaotic. We talked about that, Corey. Um, so you know there is no perfect coach, but if you're you not, see all of it, but that's the thing. You're human, and it. To be as innovative as he was and creative as he was and to call the punt Ruski and all, all in that, that situation, stuff, yeah. all those things, 
you have to be a little bit of a wild card. I mean, you, you're not going right. to be straight-laced and also have those ingenious plays. Yeah, no, the riverboat gambler that he was is what we all remember, and you don't think about it when you're criticizing him because clock management was a little shaky. Your boy's over here making love to the camera. Well, I'm waiting look, for him to start flexing, I, like, I, like pulling I, up his sleeve. This is the only way I can talk into the mic straight like this. I think this sounds You don't better. have to, by the way. But, man, does this look good or not? I mean, look at this. <laughs> it's, it's very bright. I'm not, and this doesn't help our radio audience, which <laughs> is massive. Okay, and you're sorry. sitting here staring at the camera trying to <laughs> well, catch the best <laughs> angle of never your Never done jawline. this before, man. I've never yeah. done a live yeah. YouTube like this so I'm in the like, studio. There are a lot up. of people driving down the road going, I don't know about this. I, I don't know about like this. putting a mirror in a room with a monkey. We did, <laughs> we, we did also, and there's no easy way to pivot, but we should, because we've now been able to break, you know, take in, what is this, uh, three, four practices? Yeah. So, so, I mean, I guess you count the luncheon and then the three well, practices. Well, actually, kind of like six with the, because they're going two a day. Yeah, yeah that's true. And so we're going to need to talk about that and get into that, and I think we should do that. We're also, as I said, going to bring in Devonta Love-Taylor and, and tell you why uh, in a bit here. So I, I think that we've got some meat and potatoes, boys, which is signifying football is upon mm, us. Mm. And, and I know, Corey, you, you get excited and then you get disappointed that we can't just watch games. Right. But, man, with practice being as open as it is, Absolutely. this has to feel better than it has in the previous years because we're able to watch all this. Corey got some love yesterday from Norvell. What? He does, what one thing about Norvell that's cool is, is if you ask a question about a player that he likes, oh, he'll tell he'll, you. He'll, he'll, he appreciates that you noticed. Mm. And Corey had a couple of those yesterday. Yeah, Kevin Knowles, who's been really, really good. Really good. I love um, that guy from day one. Just that name, too. He's going to cool be name. a Seminole. Sounds Knowles. like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's perfect. And then uh, Darian Williamson. The uh, I guess, what is he? A fr- he's red a shirt redshirt freshman. freshman. They're calling him redshirt freshman. They should. I, I Super what, freshman. What did you call it the other day? You call it like a returning, returning freshman. freshman. I kind of like, like that better, better right? Yeah. Um, he's a returning freshman. But, yeah, he's had really good practices. But they've been in the second session, not against the best DBs, they're more the reserves freshmen. How did but, you? Uh, we're not interested. In that. Okay. How were you acknowledged? So, um, what I, I said, <laughs> hey, I don't care about the teamwork. Yeah, we yeah. care about us. Yeah, yeah. Well, how were you acknowledged by the headman? I said, hey, Mike. That's how I start yeah. my questions. Hey, yeah. Mike. Uh, and he looked over at me. Mm-hmm. And then I said, uh, Locked eyes. I said, I know he's not going against the, the veterans. He's in this second session. But Darian Williamson seems to be in it. Before I even got the question out, he started he started nodding, nodding his head, and yeah. then said, very excited. "He said good eye." He looked at me and said, said "Good eye." He said, Whoa. "You've got a good eye." You've got a good eye. Oh, yeah. You've got a good eye. And I mean, we all know that. I don't need. Yeah. But that affirmation probably, probably felt a little bit yeah, great. Yeah, I don't, yeah, I don't need it. I don't need it. I know Mike I have prob- a good eye. Mike probably didn't think you did. Well, so it reminded me of uh, when Ronald Darby's first practice. Jimbo let that let us watch that five a.m. practice mm, in the fall. The Remember best. that? It's great. Oh, you you were, come out. You were so. Pumped. We're going to do it at five. So crazy. I didn't go to sleep that night. So anyway, not because I was excited, because it was pointless. <laughs> um, so then I got out there and I watched Darby and I told Jimbo, I'm like, man, I think that Darby guy's pretty good. Or asked him a question. He's like, yeah, Stevie Wonder could see that. <laughs> so <laughs> little, <laughs> little different, little different personality. Yeah, yeah, a pat on the back as opposed to yeah, a dismissal. And Jimbo liked Corey. Yeah. Uh, that's good. Remember headlines, uh, headliners, I should say. Subscribe to War Chant TV today. Please hit the thumbs up below the video so we can pop up on the feeds of the many heathens who never knew or heard of this show. And to all of you listening on Real Talk 93.3 FM, hang in there as well. We'll be back momentarily. Obviously, you guys are locked in to some little headlines right here on 93.3 FM, Real Talk Radio, and War Chant TV if you're watching it and you're listening to the podcast, housebywarchant.com, of course. Uh, we, we have to make mention of our friends at Horizon uh, Bar and Grill. We were just there. Mm. Just uh, The reason I paused, I was trying to think of the exact day. That was last Friday. Friday night, yeah. yeah speaking Friday of housing, yeah. I housed that burger. You did. I housed it. Got after it. I, it was a it was mushroom like and never Swiss. Eaten. It was incredible. It really was. I don't think I'd had a burger there before. I had everything else. I got I went the, for the sunset burger. tacos that well, I always that's get. That's what you do. Always. Did you guys do an app? Uh, got hummus. You know, in hummus, I love, I'm, I'm not a big fan of hummus, but I love their hummus. But in, in retrospect, hummus is great. I don't know why I veered away from the mac and cheese bites. You just those are the ones you go yeah. for. Well, they're undefeated. They don't lose. Well, it's kinda, lose. I think you might want to step away just to remember how great they are. Yeah, and that's no shot well at the played. hummus because well the played. hummus is the best hummus I've ever had. It's that's a be, high bar to clear. Going to be a great year at Horizons Bar and Grill, by the way, because we're going to be going over there, have a little get together before mm. the season starts. But yep. also that setup, if you've not been there, has a gazillion televisions, a big old bar, an outdoor patio, great good patio time. area with the couches and stuff. It's great, man. And it's, it's great, a great, go. great part of town on the northeast uh, side of Tallahassee. You take Thomasville Road up to Bannerman. It's in Bannerman Crossing. It's a great little development there with a lot of other restaurants mm. and uh, great people. And uh, you, you might run it. You might bump into Corey Clark having some hummus. Yeah, some headlines. Or me. Might, yeah, no, headline, 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 headline tacos. Or, or Ira. Hummus. Ira goes, too. Yep. Yeah, no, we could all do it. Good stuff.
Time to talk Shopify. A couple years ago, I wanted to create and sell headlines merch for the best podcast listeners in the world. That's you guys. But I had no idea where to get started. Now we're selling Yay Sausage shirts, and it's so easy, all because we use Shopify. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. Shopify is the only tool you'll need to grow your business without the struggle. Shopify puts you in control of every sales channel. You could be selling Don Julio socks from Shopify's in-person point-of-sale system or offering headliner shirts from Shopify's all-in-one e-commerce platform. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout, up to 36% better compared to other leading commerce platforms. So you'll sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. What I really love about Shopify is how no matter how big you want to grow, Shopify gives you everything you need to take control and take your business to the next level. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash warchant, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash warchant, all lowercase, now to grow your business no matter what stage of the game you're in. Shopify.com slash Warchant. Seminal Headlines returns now. Head to YouTube and search for Warchant TV today to catch the show live or on demand. Now, here's Jeff Cameron, Ira Chofel, and Corey Clark. And I'm talking. There's no music. I don't know what I'm thinking. <laughs> Come on, man. Come on. You're a well, pro. I thought I got a generic bumper. It's just straight dry. Here we go. That's my fault. Some, some there was a like joke it. there. There was a joke there. <laughs> Come on, dude. Don't do it. Come on, man. The temptation was too much. I know. All right. Well, we're working out the kinks of the new studio and having all three of us here at the same time, and that's okay. We'll be all right. You know what's going to be cool? This will help us right off the bat. We've got a, a big announcement to make here. Uh, there's there's an upcoming show on Warchant TV. It's going to be called Trench Talk, and uh, when you hear who our next guest is, you'll realize that's fitting. Trench Talk with Devontae Love Taylor a weekly show only on Warchant TV. It is the first installment of Trench Talk scheduled coming up August the 15th. That's Sunday, August the 15th at 5 p.m. Eastern time on Warchant TV. The show is going to be driven by you guys, the fans. You can submit questions to Devontae via YouTube chat, Facebook, and Twitter. And we welcome Devontae Love Taylor to the program right now. Good, sir. Thanks for being our first guest on the Seminole Headlines here on the new show, 93.3 FM. Good to have you on board. Thank y'all for having me. I appreciate the opportunity. Absolutely. Guys, you want to lead the way? Ira, go ahead. Devonta, hey, man, this is Ira. Um, hey, I just want to ask what it's been like these first few days in the sense of it, it seems like, you know, when you came into Florida State, coming from FIU, you transferred in, it was still kind of that transition period from the old coaching staff to new coaching staff and yeah. old players, new players. And, and it seems like now that you guys have been here, you've been here now, I guess, a year and a half, um, it seems like everybody's on the same page, moving in the same direction. How much fun has that been at practice and in the meetings the first few days? <clears throat> it's been a really good time because now we're in year two of the system and it's a lot more of just going out and playing football instead of having to stop and learn the system. And now it's just we get to compete every day and we don't have to – it takes a lot off mentally and you can just go out and perform physically because, like I said, we're in year two and we can just go out and execute. Devontae, I wanted to ask you, uh, you know, I, I've been out at practice the last three days, probably not putting in as much work as you have and your teammates, <laughs> but it's so hot, man. And you're doing it early in the morning, but it's still Tallahassee, August, oppressive. How much do you weigh yourself before and after? Are you guys literally losing like seven, eight pounds of practice and then just have to eat a bunch of chicken to get to get your weight back up? How does that work? How does the weight maintain itself? Um. That's a very good question. Our nutritionist, she does a great job. We do weigh in before and directly after practice. And our coaches are on top of us about hydrating throughout the day. You know, we get in trouble if we don't have a water bottle or a Powerade or anything like that, and we're not hydrating. And then they monitor what we eat every day. And we're eating four to five times a day because we have to put in what we lost, and then we're going back out and doing the same thing over and over. And we got to take advantage of the off days and put calories back in our body so we're ready to perform when it's time. So can you is could you literally drop like I remember Sugar Ray Leonard in that Marvin Hagler fight? It's before your time, yeah, Devontae. 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 Those were like, two who boxers, the hell are you talking two boxers about? in the eighties. <laughs> but Sugar Ray said after that fight, he lost like eleven pounds yeah. in a fight or fourteen pounds or something. Is it like that? Can it be that uh, drastic where you're losing seven, eight pounds in one practice? It can, especially if when you're wearing all the equipment and everything, and you know you're going for about two hours at a time. But it, it can get back in you fast once you hydrate and eat, but. 
I've lost anywhere from five to eight pounds in a day. I've mm. heard people losing 10 to 11. Man, um, we're real excited at Warchant.com to have the trench talk show that you're going to be doing, and I just wanted to kind of talk to you about that for a minute. It's, um, you know, this is only made possible because of the NIL legislation, the state of Florida, and then the NCAA followed up. Uh, making it possible for you guys to actually make a few dollars here and there um, as, as college athletes. Um, this this uh, um, show that we're going to be doing is neat because it's not going to be me and Corey or Jeff or anybody else interviewing you. It's a chance for you to kind of sit down with the fans and take their questions. Basically, we're just bringing you in um, so you can and talk to the fans and interact with them. Are you looking forward to that, just kind of that experience? I am. I think it's very cool, and I really appreciate you guys for the opportunity for allowing me to do that. And I think it's just great to be able to talk to fans because, you know, not everybody has that opportunity. Not all schools are doing that. And it was very hard the past year with COVID. Like, we didn't get to have a fan day. And I was new to Tallahassee last year, so I wasn't really, like, aware of how strong the fan base was at Florida State. And it's a, this is a great way for me to connect with the fan base. Devontae, what do you think along the lines, and I'm sure you're going to get questions similar to this when the fans do write in their questions, but what do you think is the greatest misperception uh, of football fans that, you know, they file in every Saturday, they watch their team. The offensive line is frequently blamed for everything that goes wrong <laughs> on an individual play because it seems the most glaring, right? If somebody gets beat physically, everybody can see that. What do you think the greatest misperception is of offensive line play from the average fan? Um, Sometimes just they don't know what the scheme is or, like, what the system is. Like, sometimes we may have a certain play where we let somebody go or they're not our guy and if they make the tackle then it looks like the o-lineman wasn't blocking him but in reality he's not our guy to begin with now, how much fun has it been to wear and again you know coming out of high school you were not the highest recruited guy you go to fiu have a lot of success there and then once you went in the the transfer portal you got a lot of attention from big programs and i know last year wasn't you didn't get the fan experience because of covid so you only played in front of twenty thousand fans as opposed to 80 or ninety thousand. How much fun do you expect it to be if if the Notre Dame game is full capacity and you've got 80,000 fans there? How much are you looking forward to that? I'm looking really forward to it, to be honest. It's like it's like a dream come true. You know, I grew up in Florida, and I grew up watching Florida State. And to be honest, when I was coming out of high school, um, when I committed to FIU, I never thought I was going to have the opportunity to play in this type of atmosphere. So, like, every day, I, I still come into Doak every day, and I, I can't believe that I'm still a part of Florida State football. And, it's a lifelong tradition, and I can't believe I'm a part of it. And I'm just really excited to see what this season has in store. Well, you made a lot of fans last year, man. You, uh, as, as Jeff said, you know, offensive line play, they get a lot of criticism. Um, but you obviously came in, adapted right away to that level, played at a really high level, really kind of helped become a leader on this team. And then coming back this season, my last question for you is, was that a tough decision at all? Obviously, your season got cut short last year due to injury. Um, but you've been in college now for a while. Was there was there much debate, or were you or were you eager to come back for another year? You know, just for me, there wasn't really much of a debate at all. You know, I saw what Coach Norvell like, what what direction he has the program headed towards, and I just wanted to be a part of that. Like, I wanted to be a part of the turnaround that FSU is going to have, and I couldn't miss an opportunity. I couldn't miss another year with Coach Atkins and all the knowledge he brought me in a COVID year. But really, we only had three or four months where we were in the same room. And and Coach Norvell and Coach Dillingham, I couldn't pass up the opportunity to learn from them. Devontae, one last thing, I guess, because you brought up Coach Atkins. We love covering practice in part because we get to hear him coaching you guys. He coaches you guys hard, but you can tell he's passionate about your success, obviously wants to win desperately, but isn't afraid to tell you guys when uh, perhaps technique isn't where it needs to be. What's your favorite part about being coached uh, by a guy who is who is that uh, intense uh, day-to-day it's his consistency you know he's never too high or too low you know he's the same guy whether we're winning or losing he's always he always wants us to pay attention to detail it doesn't matter if we ran for 400 yards if you don't take the right footwork it doesn't matter if we scored a touchdown if your footwork was wrong you're going to hear about it when you get to the sideline he doesn't care about the end result he cares about the process the show is going to be called Trench Talk with Devontae Love-Taylor. It's a weekly show only on War Chant TV. That first installment of Trench Talk scheduled for Sunday, August the 15th at 5 p.m. on War Chant TV. Devontae, we really do appreciate you coming on. We can't wait to listen to the show, and uh, we'll have you on throughout the course of the year. Uh, best of luck, sir, in camp, and uh, we'll talk again soon. Yes, sir. Thank you all. Thanks, Thank man. You. Thank you, man. That's uh, Devontae Love-Taylor, aforementioned. As I said, that show, Trench Talk, 
begins Sunday, August the 15th at 5 p.m. on War Chant TV. The show is driven by you guys, the fans. Uh, you can submit questions to Devontae via YouTube chat, Facebook, and Twitter. This is going to be really cool. Fans always want to talk to players. Uh, and players, I-, I think, would love to talk to fans oftentimes, too, and give their side of why a performance was what it was or why a play worked or didn't work or why the result was that what we saw. And cut us out of the middle. We don't right, need us. Right. Well, I, I, I want to point out before we get into that, like, Ira, I think you asked five questions. Jeff, you asked two or three. Yeah. I believe only one of us got, hey, man, that's a good question. Mm. And I was, I you mean, know again, what I'm th- on a roll. I'm discovering something, though. Right. There's a yearning in your voice. A need. A <laughs> there's, need. A, there's a neediness to the, the way the question's phrased. And I think maybe sometimes the other person feels that. They, they pick and, up on it a little bit, the, like, I need to give this guy a compliment. You know, these, to... these, are, these are empaths. Right. These are guys that recognize mm. your pain right. and the need for affirmation. They see it in your eyes, man. Hey, either I way, love that, I got though. one. Yeah, you Whatever got you got to do to elicit, <laughs> elicit a good question for response from someone, I got it twice, that was, that two days our, in a row. That was our first headlines interview. And to let people know, probably our last. Well, I, we may have a few more. Who knows? We'll, we'll see. see. We'll see. The show is growing by leaps and bounds, and once more people get a chance to get a taste of this greatness. That's true. Uh, I have a feeling we'll yeah. be in demand. So that's one of those things where we don't want to limit ourselves, Ira. Right. There and that's people, been our motto for years is taste the greatness. Taste the greatness. Uh, and, and we've had a couple of logos that were shot down because of it. <laughs> Correct. So, you know, that's a, that, that's a toughie. Uh, remember, headliners, subscribe to uh, War Chant TV today. Please hit the thumbs up below this video so we can pop up on the feeds. Uh, for all of you who uh, have never heard of the show, welcome in. And uh, thanks to our friends here at 93.3 FM Real Talk Radio for uh, allowing for this to continue. Uh, we're excited. We'll continue with more in a moment. Squirrel Attacks and FSU Talk. That's what Seminole Headlines does. More now. Gator Kirk is the uh, first to... Hit the button, hook us up. Guys, we've got an echo. <laughs> it's, it's live radio. Uh, he says, there we Gator go. Kirk, um, let's go. That's it? Well, he gave us some money, so I had to read that, guys. <laughs> he did. He gave us some money. He tipped us in the chat. Okay, well, that's exciting. What a wonderful invention this is, yeah. this, this, this ability to give us money as we perform our duties. I would encourage more of you to do it. Uh, Eric Angel did as well. What's up, War Chant crew? How's fall going lately? Is there any information on Distant Hill and being the – I can't read the rest of this – being this team or possibly the future. Let's go, Knowles. Uh, Dustin Hill. Yeah, yeah. so he was uh, really the marquee player, one of the marquee players in this signing class for Florida State. was supposed to come in as a freshman yes. this fall. They found out during the summer he was not going to come in the fall. Um, he's a wide receiver. I don't know. There was a lot of people excited about Destin Hill possibly helping this team this year. If you look back historically, even at Mike Norvell's offenses before and also at Florida State, freshman wide receivers, true freshmen, don't traditionally have a huge impact. But he would have been nice to have, no question. Something came up family-related. Uh, the plan from everything we've heard is that he's going to enroll at Florida State in January. Uh, he is still planning to come to Florida State. He's going to be a null, uh, but he's not going to be here this season. I will note uh... – the reason people are desperately wanting to know more information about wide receiver is there is a lack of explosiveness there, and there has been for some time. Now, we hope Parchment helps change some of that. So far, so good for him. I think a big thing, you guys pointed it out on Warchant.com. I, don't, I can't remember who wrote the article. Probably me. Uh, could have been Corey, though. He uh, needs the affirmation. Yeah, I, think, I think it was Corey Clark yeah. who may have written could about have Parchment. Parchment, yeah, that definitely yeah, was me, Ira. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There you go, buddy. See? I've got it with the program today. It's a theme. Uh, I've been, I, I recorded the video. But you also don't need it. You don't need... Well, I'm maybe getting, a little. You know, okay. Yeah, he'd like uh, a once little he, bit. Just, once, he, once he gets a lot he, of love. Yeah, just, it seems excessive. Uh, the point is, I think the biggest thing that came out of that that I read... Uh, probably the most intriguing sentence in the entire piece was the fact that he doesn't mind being coached hard because it didn't look that way through the first few days, in my opinion. And nobody likes to be yelled at. Nobody well, likes to be screamed at. And he's being screamed at after every single play about technique. I wasn't judging him. I just wondered how well he was taking it. But I think it's an adjustment for him. I mean, I just don't think he's ever experienced that before. Not only is he getting it from Dugans, but Mike Norvell was a wide receiver. And he's telling him yeah. about it. Yeah, and, and, you know, he was at Kansas, man. I mean, does anybody do they? How many coaches do they have out there? Do they practice? Six. Do they practice? They practice in the corn. Like they don't, they don't take it seriously out there. And now he's at a place where they take it dead seriously. And Norvell is always on you, um, and you got to adjust to it. You can't just go through the motions with this guy, especially as a wide receiver, and think you're going to get away with it. He's going to be on you all the time. And, and in this situation, because you are as bad as they were at wide receiver yeah, a they year need ago, you, man. Yeah. He's only here for one year, so they can't invest. This can't be a long term process. 
He needs to be ready by September 5th against Notre Dame. Yeah, I was just about to echo that. I was about to say that they have to have him playing at a high level on the ready. It has to happen week one, game one against Notre Dame. Now, I will say, while we're on the subject of wide receiver, uh, you know, we get asked all the time, the three of us do, and really anybody associated with covering Florida State has probably heard this question a million times over. What do you think the record's going to be? What do you think their upside is? If everything goes right, you know, can they win eight games, all of that? And a lot of it comes back to, are certain players who were in this program a year ago or even the year before that making huge strides? Is there a chance that we're going to get a breakout year from somebody that we could not have predicted? And I do think, now again, I'm not, going to, I'm not ready to just say this is going to happen, but I've been pleased with Keyshawn Helton. Mm. Oh, no doubt. I've been yeah. really pleased with the Keyshawn Helton we've seen because he looks like the explosive version of himself again. He looks like the guy way before the injury, and that – could be absolutely huge because they're lacking home run hitters, and he has made some dynamic, explosive plays early on in these first uh, practices. He looks like one of the best players on the field. Yeah, he's quick. He's explosive. You you, you kind of realized, okay, that's because when we saw him last year, you're like, oh, I don't know, does is he does he look like he did as uh, the year before? And you couldn't really quantify it. But now that you see what he is at full speed, you're like, oh yeah, that clearly wasn't him last year. Well, he had the bulky knee brace, which yeah. and, and it was you know the mental impact. I mean, he didn't just tear his ACL; he tore like three ligaments, b- destroyed his kneecap. I mean, it was a terrible, terrible injury. And uh, if you look back a couple games before that, and he was a freshman at the time, a couple games before that, I think he was a freshman or was he a sophomore before he got hurt? I think he was a freshman. Could but have been. But anyway, he um, he's he had, a sophomore. He was a sophomore, but yeah. he had a couple nice games before mm-hmm. the injury. Like yes, he, he was did. he was coming on midway through that season when he went down, and then last year was kind of a wash for all the reasons plus of his injury. But man, it, we started to see it in the spring. But now the quickness—I knew the quickness would be there. I think he—I always thought he'd be a good slot receiver. I just the way he's pulling away from people in the secondary. Yeah, is he's really running impressive. away from people. Yeah, it's huge for him to be good. I mean, for him to be explosive and to give them another option on that front. Because right now, you know, you, prior to seeing some of that, you were thinking they're going to have to score on long 10, 12 play drives. They don't have guys that are going to run away from people. They're not going to be able to, you know, you're not going to have the big home run 80 yard touchdown pass uh, because they don't have guys that can can do that. If he can be that and Parchment adds to it, uh, you know, they get a chance to be a little bit better, a little bit more explosive, I guess, on offense. I don't think they're going to be uh, a team that scores a lot on big plays. I think they're going to have to be somewhat methodical. People don't want to hear that, but it, it seems to me that they're going to have to be smart and a bit methodical, but maybe more explosive than we had given them credit for because of guys like Keyshawn Helton. And they didn't make a ton of big plays last year, but the ones they did were almost all, every single one was because of Jordan Travis. Either a scramble, a run, or a scramble away and then make a throw to somebody that's gotten open. So if Jordan Travis isn't the starting quarterback and, you know, I don't know, 50-50 right now, legitimately, I, I, who knows, it's just been three practices, then, yeah, you're, you, you're losing your most dynamic playmaker from a season ago. Somebody's got to fill that void. Well, Keyshawn and- Helton looks the part. Pokey's, Pokey looks good, too, by the way. He, those two he veterans does. are the only two in one-on-ones against the, the, the veteran DBs in that first session. They do anything, and they've done. They've looked pretty good. Yeah, and I was talking to somebody recently about Pokey, somebody in the, around the program who was pointing out that you know he he didn't really come in as a wide receiver; he came in as a DB, and he didn't get great coaching early on. The David Kellys of the world, and uh, you know he did. And then they had David changed, leaning up against the goalpost, Kelly. <laughs> the change, yeah, the changing of the coaching staffs and everything else. And last year, this staff comes comes in, but it's a COVID year, and Pokey was injured for part of the year, mm-hmm. missed a lot of camp, I think. And so now they feel like they're starting to see what he really could be. So, yeah, I, you know, again, we'll, it's not going to be the Fab Four, but it could be a lot better than it was a year ago. Can you name the Fab Four? You talking about the Beatles? No, the, the, <laughs> the Florida State wide receivers from the 80s. Uh, no. Dossie, Lassane. Dossie, Lassane. Lassane yeah, is who go. I was going to screw yeah. up. Yeah. Uh, Ronald Lewis and yeah, Terry knew, Anthony. I Terry got Anthony. those, but there I wouldn't go. have remembered Lassane. Good Lassane's job. the tough one. Lassane's, Lassane's the tough still tough one. Yeah. When you asked it, I was like, ah, I can't remember the – yeah, okay. But I can do this. Uh, I can tell you that there are certain limitations on what we'll talk about uh, as far as our uh, observations of practice. And, and just because we're respectful of, of what they, uh, you know, injuries, things like that we've talked about before. But I think we can all agree on this while we're on the subject of what we've seen because it goes back to uh, the spring as well. My man Mackenzie Milton does not care for practice. I, d- I don't get a sense that I mean, he's just—he's a franchise player. You're going to talk about practice. I'm talking about practice. I'm talking about practice. I'm talking about practice. And the good news is, we saw that when the lights came on, he looked great. Yeah. In the spring game, and he was dropping dimes. 
Because if you're just going to judge by what we see at practice, if we were going to be serious, we would tell you he's losing by a mile. Mm. And maybe not this time. He was in the spring. But it, he has these, day, he, these moments and these days where you're like, I'm not real sure my man wants to be here. And that's not a knock. It's just that he is not a big-time practice player. Well, <clears throat> I do think there's different parts of practice, too. Yes. Like Jordan, in the one-on-ones and seven-on-seven seven even, to some, he Jordan looks phenomenal. Phenomenal. I mean, looks but really good at times. when you get 11-on-11. 11 11, I think that's where McKenzie might stand out. show what he does. Well, the one thing he does that I think that Jordan still has to work on, like, you know, the, the arm strength isn't much different. I'd say Jordan has a stronger arm. Yeah. But they both can throw spirals occasionally. Um, but McKenzie, when he lets it go, it's quick. He sees it, trusts it, throws it. Jordan, even in sometimes in seven on seven, has to roll out. He's, or... he's not. It's not as quick to me as Milton. But you know, there's there's a gain and there's a gain and loss there. With, with okay, Milton sees it quicker, but does he make a better throw? Does he get? Can he avoid the sack? Can he get out of the pocket? Can he do the things that Jordan does? It's going to be really interesting because yeah. There are some throws that Milton makes in practice where you're like, man, that, he threw that at his ankle. Straight in the ground. Straight into the ground or, or a, a flutter bomb, like a quail, yeah, yeah. straight up in the air. And there's other times where he shows he can throw the ball. Man, he had a, call, he had a beautiful pass yeah. yesterday down the sideline. He'll do some back shoulder stuff. Yeah. He'll, he'll drop it in between two guys. You're like, oh, there's 2017. And but then it, there'll be another one. It's like, man, that. But his reputation, even I, at UCF, that's was that he did say. not practice well. That's when I was also going to say Tom pointed this out. When you look at his numbers, you know, I mean, he's like a 50 something percent passing yeah. completion percentage. Yeah. I mean, not a guy that's ever been like Mr. Efficiency. It's you're going to get some magic, but you're also going to get somewhere you're like, what? Their coaches at UCF uh, were, were able to basically share with people that I know, sources that I have, that yeah, he was never a great practice player, but they just knew when the game was played, that's the guy you wanted leading the team. And we saw that in the spring game. We've seen that in some moments of the 11 on 11. So I think that's probably true. I, I think the benefit, Corey, at the end of the day to McKenzie Moulton seeing it quicker is that, okay, Plays don't have to become boom or bust. It could just be that you live the fight another day. It, let's get us out of this bad play. Throw it away, second and 10 instead of right. second and 18. And, you know, we're not going to need him to scramble and run around. We need him to recognize that this is a busted, this is a play that can't work. And I just need to get out of it as quickly as possible or take advantage of it, you know, obviously a matchup. And he can move too. Like there was a scramble he had yesterday or the day before where he, uh, I mean, it was probably a 25 yard run before the DBs had even turned around. He can, he can move now. That's not. He's not slow. Not a statue. He's, he's not Jordan Travis. And in fact, all of them can. Like Rodemaker, I mean, Rodemaker, I know he, man. Rodemaker's an athlete, but yes, he, 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 had he, a he had a run yesterday. yesterday yeah. He's like, man, he can he, he can run. He he started running and it was like, dude, he's flying. Yeah. He really runs. Yeah, and he can if you've seen the clip, he can do a backflip, he can do a tomahawk dunk. Chuba obviously can run. So they've got four guys where I was joking with Aslan on Wake Up War Chan. It almost seems like they're telling these guys in eleven on eleven, if the first read isn't wide open, tuck it and run. Because that seems like what they do most every play. Subscribe to Seminole Headlines, the Jeff Cameron Show, and Wake Up War Chant today. The podcast of the Warchant.com multimedia network can be found wherever you get your favorite podcasts. More of Seminole Headlines on 93.3 Real Talk Radio in a moment. Hey, headliners and elite headliners. It's Ira here, and it's time to talk Shopify. As you remember, a couple of years ago, we wanted to create and sell headlines merch for the best podcast listeners in the world. That's you but we had no idea where to get started. Now we're selling yay sausage shirts and it's so easy all because we use Shopify. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. Whether you're a startup working out of your man cave or IPO ready, Shopify is the only tool you need to grow your business without all the struggle. Shopify puts you in control of every sales channel. You could be selling Don Julio socks from Shopify's in-person point of sale system we're offering headliner shirts from Shopify's all-in-one e-commerce platform. Whatever you need, you're covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout, up to 36% better compared to other leading commerce platforms. And you can sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. What I love most about Shopify is how, no matter how big you want to grow, Shopify gives you everything you need to take control and take your business to the next level. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up today for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash warchant, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash warchant, all lowercase, and they'll help you grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Go to shopify.com slash warchant. 
Seminal Headlines returns now. Head to YouTube and search for War Chant TV today to catch the show live or on demand. Now, here's Jeff Cameron, Ira Chofel, and Corey Clark. We'll wrap up this hour, but don't forget, we uh, will get to headliner questions. And actually, we've expanded the way that you can reach us for the show as Corey stares at himself yet again. <laughs> I was, I was asking it's myself, unbelievable. I was asking myself in the last segment, I was making a little <laughs> bet internally, which show or segment will be the first time he actually does flex? Well, yeah. I'm not. Fle- I don't have anything to flex, really. But I, I was looking to see because it's hard, man, on my neck to turn around and look at you. You can though, but you I don't can have to see, look at that camera. I can it's see okay. you in the screen. I can just look at the screen and see you. Mm-hmm. So I like this. I'm just going so to. So, are people. you the kind of guy that goes to the game and watches it on the jumbotron instead of actually watching the game? Well, depending on where my seats are, yeah, because I, I can't You're, see anything. Man, at the uh, Jerry's World, Jerry's you World, you couldn't it. help yeah. but do oh, it. Oh, I could. Yeah. And by the way, that's those numbers. Stadium's absurd. Yeah. Well, the Mercedes Benz is a lot like it. They it was like a clone of that place. But yeah, yeah it's uh it's a little too much. Right off the honest. top uh here on our YouTube feed, Warchant TV, we want to say thanks to Rob. Rob, my man. Good on you, brother. We saw what you did. Thanks for supporting some of the headlines. We appreciate it very much. Uh, a lot of people now I was explaining that a moment ago, we're gonna have a more expanded role for all of you guys, the listeners who want to ask questions. There is, of course, the Facebook page, Seminole Headlines. There is also the Twitter page. Now, Ira is in charge totally of Twitter. I mean, I got a lot of things going on here, guys. I'm trying to direct right. and follow the StreamYard uh, YouTube page, WarChant TV page, and all that. But we're getting questions now on there, too. Pretty soon, we may just funnel them all to one spot. Mm. Well, let's let's hang on for a little while. We oh, gotta, of course. We've got to gradually yeah. ease them into it, but we will. I do like having multiple options for people to ask us questions and uh, especially if they're going to do what rob did and tip us but i mean uh yeah obviously i look in here we've got plenty of good questions and i'll get to some of those as well people uh we're talking about the personnel and you know what's possible it's funny i was listening to a show i won't name which one it was it's a national show and it's got a bent towards gambling and they had a significant segment on bobby bowden they were honoring bobby bowden but then from there they said how do you think the Knowles are going to do this year and it's funny to hear people in different parts of the country kind of what their assessment of where Florida State's at. I think Florida State fans, we're immersed in it, obviously, day to right. day. But like one guy was like, oh, I think they can win the division. And I was like, oh, this guy has never watched Florida State play in the <laughs> What last division? Four years. Yeah. <laughs> and the other guy laughed aloud and said, yeah. I think they'll finish last in the division. And it became this huge debate. I wonder how disparate the views are. I know what Vegas says. It's five and a half. Vegas is removing uh, emotion here and just telling you five and a half is the win total. And if you're new to the show, this is something that you haven't heard us talk about before. That's the fight this year. If you're wondering what do we think, yeah, I think six and six is a good year. I think if you get to the over on the five and a half, you've had a good year because it means you've won a game that you probably weren't favored to win at yeah. the very least. And it's and you know again, it's 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 a stark reality when you hear that. You oh. know, when, when that five I hate and a half, saying it out loud. <laughs> but but in but 2014, I think their over was eleven and a half. The over-under was 11 and Coming a half. off a national championship yeah. and, victory. And you've had all those people coming back, yeah. and it was that schedule that we didn't know was going to be that They tough. did hit the over, I might add. They did, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. there you I, go, Jimbo. My my favorite people are the ones who are like, they just refuse to accept it. Nope, that's not that's not it. Mm. We're 10 wins. Get it's a like, lot of those people in the world today. Well, I guess those, yeah. that's how they build casinos <laughs> in Las Vegas. But uh, it's just, it's reality. I mean, they need to show progress. Winning six games would show progress. It would help them. Uh, it would just... Instill, instill some confidence. Anything less than that's going to be dicey because people are not going to feel good about the prog- progress the program is making. Anything over that, I think people are, it just adds to the excitement about the future. You know, I will say that I, I did this. Uh, you know, it, I did this in an argument with my father because he's pie in the sky right now. He's Here like, he goes. He's like seven or eight wins. Hey, I had to bring up your talking dad. Talking about his dad. Yeah. Oh, I got a dad. Yeah. On the show Sunday <laughs> night, he did like four times. I know. That's all and he I was do. like, well, maybe this isn't the time to bring that up. No, yeah, for yeah. him, it's the perfect time. Yeah, always. Corey's feeling a little emotional thinking about his dad. Let me remind him, my dad is alive and well. <laughs> and, then I'll share, and then I'll share more hugs with him this year at football <laughs> games. Right, It'll be yeah. amazing. We'll continue <laughs> that long hug that you guys shared down in the Orange Bowl. It'll be amazing. I'm sure there are a few people watching this that have never heard of us before or have any idea why. Jeff will make fun of the fact that Corey and I do not have living fathers, but no. you know, it's, I, it's what I we don't do. make fun. You guys make that leap when I bring up my own father, <laughs> right. To say that right. I'm making fun of you well, for not having always yours, sticking the knife in a little bit, uh, you, just a little. Yeah. Maybe you're leaping to that conclusion. <laughs> I'm just talking about my very alive dad and I talking about football. Is he going to be? Is he going to be here for one of the parties? He's going to be here for parties? the first game. He'll be here. I told him to make sure he's here in time for either the Friday night party or the Saturday party. Let's which make it happen. And okay. we'll be we'll be pimping we'll that get, here soon on the air, and we'll get some private time. 
Corey and I. You guys can go belly up and have a beer with him if there you we like. Go. A long embrace. Long embrace. Maybe no beer, just hold each other? Yeah. I mean, I mean, not weird, just for like three or four minutes. <laughs> I'm not, not it's yeah. not going to be a crazy long time. In the corner of a bar? Yeah, just, uh, you know, two. The rest kinda... of us will play darts and pool <laughs> while you two are hugging. I, I'm just kind of curled up. You're like, he envelops me. I'll even tell him in advance that the only awkward part of that long embrace will be when you whisper, thanks, Dad. Yeah, and he's, he can kiss me on top of the head once. Just once. That was his thing. But, yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Because you think he's going to go for number two? Well, I don't, don't want, want him to, get to think it. he, he so has to just keep, like, doing it? keep yeah. kissing me. Just the one the one on the head, the reassuring right, so kiss the on the head. All right, so the show is now fully indoctrinated for people here now. <laughs> they get this. But anyhow, the going? debate was he's pie in the sky and saying seven or eight wins because he believes in Norvell. And I said, Dad, you know that you can do both. You can believe in Norvell. You can believe that he's put together a structure yeah. and organization that's going to move positively forward and also admit that overnight you can't turn this thing around. If he could have a five-win season and there could still be signs that it's moving in the right direction, people don't want to hear that either. Five and seven, Jeff, and things are moving in the right direction? Yeah, I dare say it's It's a tough sell. It's It's, a tough sell. It's possible, though. And what I mean is if you lose close games to Notre Dame and Miami and, and God forbid, Clemson, you're in those games. You stop getting blown out by everybody Everybody that's any good? Yeah, I I, I would Or average. Yeah, so, I mean, again... Florida State's not favored to win six games. That number is five and a half. It is dicey. So, you know, you got to beat the teams you're supposed to beat, like Syracuse, obviously. But, I mean, one of the games that every Florida State fan I talk to before we go to break says that they know that Florida State's going to win is the Louisville game. What was the score of the Louisville game last year, guys? It wasn't good. Yeah, a lot to a little. <laughs> I think it was 48 to 16. Mm, okay. So, we're just going to say, oh, that's an easy win. That's a, that's nothing. No problem. No, yeah. Listen, I don't think you can do that. So, uh, there there are plenty of games that I think is going to be difficult for Florida State to win. But I also think that if you're making real progress, you're going to win some of those fifty fifty games. You know what we won't talk about on this show right now, but maybe that week before the season starts, if you win fifty fifty games, you make some kicks. Mm. We never bring up special yeah. teams on this show because we're so worried about the trenches, obviously, and the and the skill at the at the skill positions. But you got to make a kick, and for so long, Florida State could in the last number of years. But, man, I don't know about this year, certainly not last. Yeah, and it's tricky with kickers because you can't just recruit over them. Like, if you have a, a, a problem at running back, man, just go pick up some transfers, sign some freshmen. You can, And that kid who's not doing well, he just goes to the wayside. With kickers and punters, you're kind of in there. Yeah. Like, you're not going to yeah. fill three scholarship spots with kickers and punters. So, Ryan Fitzgerald, Parker Grothaus, those guys have to step up. Your questions coming up next. Stay with us, headliners.